Hey, welcome to the first ever Sticky Fingers Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Sam Cody, and my co-host here, Kevin Davis. Hello, how you doing out there? Yeah, so welcome. Uh, Sticky Fingers Podcast, we're just going to dive in and dig into some of these uh, topics, go through NFL, college, uh, and high school football, focusing more specifically on uh, the city of Chicago. But we're excited. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, we both have great experience in football. Um, mine, personally, I played through high school, four years of college, um, and I've been coaching for a little over 10 years now. So um, my breadth of knowledge in football is very vast. Um, what about you, Sam? Yeah, so I played for four years in college as well, uh, D3 school called Wheaton College, and then uh, I've also been coaching for the past four years. Um, so not as much um, football experience and knowledge as Coach Davis, but I'll Getting try. there. We're getting there. Yeah. Got to catch up. Um, so why don't we dive into some of the topics for today? Uh, why don't we start with high school? Um, so we'll stay specifically to Chicago area, um, but let's take a look at some of the um, top teams in the Chicagoland area. You want to start, Coach? So... Not too long ago, Max Prep came out with a who's the best football team in the state uh, of each state in the uh, United States of America. For Illinois, that state was Nazareth. Um, there might be a number of teams out there that may think that Nazareth deserves to be there, but they are some that are contenders and believe they may have a say-so in that, that, that um, title. Um, so Nazareth, uh, head coach uh, Tim Rackey, um, they've won state a number of times uh, yeah. over the past few years. Um, their biggest returning playmaker, J.J. McCarthy at quarterback, he's committed to Michigan. Um, so that means he obviously had to be a big deal. Um, he led them a few, a few years down there. They mm -hmm. also have on the defensive side Marcus Griffin at linebacker. I had the chance to train him a little bit uh, a few years ago. Top linebacker talent, uh, look out for that kid. Um, they but they lost something huge in, in Michael Love. I believe Michael Love um, is going to South Dakota. I want to say. Yeah. Um, he's a great talent. His brother Julian Love just uh, left Notre Dame to go to the NFL um, at, for cornerback. Uh, a great family, great talent. So losing him is a major issue. But they're bringing on a number of athletes that really can make a. Continue to build this team and make them great, and, um, and making that make another run to the state championship. Um, yeah, and for those who don't know, they won the state championship last year, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, and what's amazing about them is that they continue to grow. The coaching staff, Coach Racky, he he's created the atmosphere over there that the the players in digest and they accept and they really uh, conform to. Um, the first week they have a powerhouse from Missouri, um, so we'll see how that goes. But regardless, even with a, a decent schedule, they're primed to make another run for the state championship. Yeah. And um, some other teams to watch out for across the Chicagoland area um, that will kind of be challenging Naz for that top spot would definitely be uh, Phillips, who also has a, a game, their first game against one of the top teams from Detroit. I think that will be televised, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's another game to watch out for, another team to watch out for. 
My concern with Phillips would be the quarterback situation, um, just because with a new quarterback, you don't know how um, that that whole situation will work out. Just some unknowns there, um, but sim but Phillips will definitely be in the race for sure. For sure. Another one would be Simeon. Um, they actually played Naz the closest last year um, on Naz's run to a state championship. And very interesting game. Very yeah, interesting. The last two minutes of that game were um, highly debated. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. But uh, Simeon had a chance to win it at the end of the game, uh, even with everything that went on. And um, I think they were on the two yard line. Was that Correct. right? Correct. Yeah, so they had a two-yard two line with a chance to win the game um, and just couldn't pull it off. So, yeah, And the controversy surrounding it, um, I don't know how that factored in and how that uh, was resolved, but with a chance to win and a time running down, Simeon uh, should have focused on the next play and then worried about things later um, if they had any issues with referees or whatever um, may be. So, yeah, the, maybe even the clock management at the end of the game wasn't the best. Um, another couple teams to look out for, uh, most notably, I guess, year after year in Chicago, Al Raby and Curie um, have also been at the top of that list. Al Raby this year uh, had lost a lot of seniors from last year, um, as did Simeon. I just don't think Al Raby has the depth to replace him like Simeon does, um, in my opinion. So I think Al Raby has a down year this year. Um, and then Curie as well. Uh, do you have any thoughts about Curie? Oh, yeah, Curie isn't in the same boat. Um, they lost some mega talent, but they continue to add people every year to make them competitive. They're in a tough conference, and they have to deal with some major uh, Chicago-area um, teams. Um, to get by, but I think they're they're primed to start growing that team back to what it once was. But they'll get there. Yeah, and they always kind of have to go through Phillips and Simeon and um, to get there, and they haven't quite gotten over that bubble. Um, some other teams to look out for would be uh, Montini Catholic has all has just had a really good program for a long time. Have shown that they can win year in and year out. Um, well, they lost a tough one in the in state playoffs uh, in the championship, so they're yeah. primed to get back there. They're on a revenge tour, kind of like Simeon. Um, but then also Loyola, um, Loyola has a really, really strong coaching staff, really strong program up there, and they've shown that they can win um, consistently, so they're always someone to look out for. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, definitely don't want to leave out ICC. Um, underdog that's not an underdog yeah no longer an underdog after you've won three right yeah so uh yeah icc uh, out in elmhurst has um is definitely another team to look out for and can definitely has i think the talent to challenge naz um for that top spot if if you were to pick one of these teams off the list to challenge naz for the top spot who would you who would you look at coach oh it would definitely be iccp i mean they've shown year after year that they're a team to be reckoned with um their coach um he, he's just helped build that program to something massive just like tim uh tim racky over at nazareth he's just 
conform, allow the players to conform to the process and build something great. So if anybody is even in a conversation with NAS, I think it's the ICC team. One of the things that um, continues to be something that I hear um, time and time again from different coaches that I coach with, uh, um, just being around Chicago football has been the teams that consistently year in and year out do really, really well um, and build programs are teams that teach, and you've even said it, teach the kids how to love the process. Um, and I think that's what separates a lot of these teams in the long run. Would you agree? I could, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can see teams that don't just build for winning initially, but build for longevity. I mean, that's what these top teams do. And um, in doing that, it just helps build the program and build – a legacy. Just these things build legacy, and that's very important. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of the teams that um, we have on the bubble, Coach, you want to talk about the first two teams we have kind of on the bubble, um, Kenwood and Hubbard? So Kenwood and Hubbard in the city of Chicago have always been teams that have great talent uh, but just haven't been able to get over that hump of some of the teams they play against that are – at a very high level and uh, make it to the the state championship or to the to the a higher level. Um, but I think they're talented. I think they have coaching staffs that um, are well educated in the sport. It's just taking that next level and that next step, especially Kenwood. I think Kenwood is moving moving in the right direction. It, it just overcoming those big teams that they play. Um, but they'll definitely be competing uh, in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the other two teams um, that I kind of have on the bubble would be Mount Carmel and um, also a Chicago team called Chicago Hope Academy. Um, Chicago Hope Academy is 2A, um, so they, um, for me, are a bubble team. They really have a lot of, um, a lot of really good athletes, and uh, a lot of them are um, seniors and juniors, so... Um, this year is kind of the year for them, in my opinion. And then Mount Carmel has really started to build the program over there um, with the new head coach and everything that they got rolling. Um, so I expect them to have another really, really good year this year. Absolutely. Mount Carmel, with adding Jordan Lynch, I mean, they're really establishing a new culture. I think he's moving in the right direction to, um, to allow them to be great. Yeah, and he has name recognition, a lot of support behind him, uh, which helps out as well. Um, moving on, we're going to talk about a hot topic issue um, that we saw come up in the news this week. There was a Northwestern recruit from Michigan um, outside of Detroit, and the story on him goes that um, he actually was homeschooled until high school, and then um, started high school because he was ahead a year academically. He started high school as a sophomore academically, but a freshman um, eligibility-wise. And he actually finished um, high school and apparently has too many credits um, to play his senior year this year in the fall. The Michigan High School Athletic Association has ruled him ineligible, and they appealed it, and the appeal was rejected. 
and um, Northwestern University can't comment on any of their recruits, um, but they sent him a, um, a letter just saying they've got his back 100%, which is, this is just a very bizarre kind of issue. Very. Um, and I'm sure as a Notre Dame fan, this is just kind of a, Coach is kind of just what you expect from Michigan, huh? Yeah, I, I, you know, that state, <laughs> that state up there. Um, but with this issue right here, is it's weird that all this wasn't figured out before this this upcoming year. It wasn't told that this guy would not be eligible to play. That he was coming in as a sophomore when he first started. Like the understanding of where he was entering into the high school is kind of baffling to me. Um, now where more college could be looking at him his senior year. He can't even play it because some issue with, with, with his um, education was kind of awkward to me. And it's really looks bad against the actual Michigan education system that he wouldn't know this or his parents wouldn't know this, or it would take the Michigan athletic association to figure this out. Yeah. So the reasoning behind this, um, was that the Michigan Athletic Association deemed him to be a sophomore upon entering high school um, without telling the school or telling the coach. So Wald Lake Western coach, um, Coach Gridgon, told the paper that um, they were never informed. The school wasn't informed. He wasn't informed. Uh, they, they deemed him a sophomore upon entering high school. Um, Yasin is, is the last name of the recruit, and he's the 11th ranked player in Michigan right now. Um, and again, he will not be playing his senior year this fall due to um, having too many classes. So he's, he's too, too smart, I guess. But I guess that's why he's going to Northwestern. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as uh, someone myself who was homeschooled up until high school, uh, my siblings have, have uh, been a year ahead academically um, and still been able to play in the state of Illinois um, high schools, four years of high school sports. So I don't know the details of Michigan High School Athletic Association rule. This just seems completely bizarre and like, why would this ever happen? But anyway. I hope the best comes of it. I mean, yeah. I hope that this we kid, hope the best for yeah. him and his family, and and uh, that just sucks to have to miss your senior year. One of the greatest times ever, high school senior football. Yeah, you don't get that back. You know, it's sad, but of course, at the end of the day, I think these stories just kind of tell how the politics and and different things going on with high school football at the end of the day. Sometimes it's it should be about the kids and about giving them a great high school experience, but sometimes it isn't, which is sad. Yeah. All right, Coach, anything, any last uh, remarks about high school before we move to college? It's back. <laughs> Man, I'm so excited about high school football. Um, is it going to be, is it so competitive here in the state of Illinois? Um, once Chicago get in the mix and those downstate teams compete, I mean, there's no better time in the state of, of Illinois. Yeah. And we didn't even mention some of the downstate teams that have been perennial powerhouses and in the state of Illinois. Um, but it's it's going to be very competitive for sure, one, one through eight. Um, so we're excited for it. 
high school season is upon us. Uh, football season is upon us, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, college college starts up here real soon. Um, go Irish. Go Irish. Um, I don't have any loyalty for any team, <laughs> college team. So, um, but Coach Davis is a huge Irish fan, so we'll have to talk about them, even though they're not technically in Chicago. So close enough. Close enough. <sighs> All right, so let's move. Let's move on to uh, college football then. Uh, a couple things we want to talk about. So um, there is a huge uh, quarterback shuffle that happened, and I think it's awesome. I think it's great for college football, um, and as a viewer, uh, as a fan, uh, what do you think about this shuffle with all these quarterbacks going around to? to new teams and um, what do you think it does for college football? I mean, I agree. I think it's exciting, but it's going to be interesting seeing what these guys do. I mean, it's some top talent moving around here and um, especially with Jalen going to Oklahoma. The last two Heisman Trophy candidates were quarterbacks from Oklahoma. So to see what he can get there and do after leaving Alabama, that's going to be one of my focal points uh, of this college season. Yeah, uh, just to catch everyone else up, um, some transfers uh, for 2019 quarterbacks for this season. Uh, we'll start in Chicago. So um, Ross Bowers transferred to Northern Illinois. Uh, Ross played 12 games for Cal, started 12 games for Cal in 2017. Um, dealt with some thumb injuries the past two years, um, but interesting because uh, to see how he'll make a splash. Uh, with the Huskers. Also, um, we have Brandon Peters uh, transferring to University of Illinois after spending three seasons at Michigan. At that one team. <laughs> that one team. Okay. At that one team. Three seasons at that one team. Uh, he started actually as a sophomore before suffering a, con- a concussion against Wisconsin. Uh, but he'll be... Um, the top transfer quarterback at uh, Illinois for this season. Pretty good talent, pretty good pickup for Illinois, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see if Illinois can ever get get that ship right. Hopefully Love, Lovey does. I'm, I'm a big Lovey fan, so yeah, I hope he does. Um, we also got, um, I guess the other names, now talking about the big name quarterbacks would be uh, Tate Martell. Transferring from Ohio State to Miami, Coach, what do you think about uh, that transfer for Tate? Uh, we all saw it coming. We all know he was leaving. Um, but Miami, uh, that team is always a quarterback away. Um, getting Tate, I don't know how he's going to fit in the scheme down there, but getting Tate as a quarterback is major for Miami, and people should look at them as a, a team to worry about. Yeah, they're definitely not short on talent. Um, it's just putting the pieces together for sure. Um, the other guy, actually going back to Chicago, Hunter Johnson, uh, transferred to Northwestern. Hunter Johnson was the number two pro-style quarterback for the class of 2017. Um, and he actually completed 21 of 27 passes and two touchdowns at Clemson in 2017 before Kelly Bryant uh, took over and won that starting job. Um, so this will be an interesting time for Pat Fitzgerald, an exciting time for uh, for Northwestern. Yeah, 
I mean, Clemson always has a revolving door quarterbacks, multi-talented quarterbacks, and to see this guy get picked up by, um, get picked up and do his thing where he's at, it's going to be interesting. Um, and Northwestern was really good last year. Yeah. I mean, they had Clayton Thorson, and Clayton Thorson got drafted, went to the Eagles at quarterback. So, I mean, this this kid hopefully steps right into that spot at Northwestern, um, and they can, again, challenge, hopefully, um, make a challenge, make a run for it in the Big Ten. Very doable. So, the uh, previously mentioned Kelly Bryant, uh, he transferred from Clemson Revolving door. to Missouri. What do you think about this move for Kelly Bryant? Kelly Bryant is a stud. I don't know if Missouri was a team for him, but he's a stud. I mean, he's kind of seems random to me. Yeah, it's definitely going to take him. It's definitely going to take that team to another level. But I think there's other teams out there where he could have really went to and really made a lot better and really competed in the in the college playoffs or or something like that. But Missouri, that was kind of interesting. I wonder how he came up with that decision. Yeah, I. I just think there's got to be other teams out there. Maybe he pulled the trigger like just too fast at the first team that was interested. That's or, what it seems like. But they also have a um, uh, NCAA postseason ban, and he chose to stick with Mizzou despite that ban. It has um, to be something else to this door. Yeah, it just—I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. But. Um, Hopefully it ends up for him. I agree with you. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, and hopefully uh, his story ends well. Um, the next notable transfer, Jacob Eason uh, to Washington. And this guy is coming from Georgia, um, where he actually, I think a lot of people forget that he won the starting job at Georgia as a true freshman in um, Kirby Smart's first year there. And then he got replaced his sophomore year, he had a decent year his freshman year, not great. And then he got replaced his sophomore year um, after he got injured by Jake Fromm, um, the freshman phenom, and um, and then didn't get an opportunity to get his to get his spot back at all. So he's transferring to Washington. He's going to be plugged into a system um, that Jake Browning kind of um, brought onto the national scene, I guess, a little bit. Um, so I expect big things from him. I mean, they're definitely going to be in the college football playoff hunt. Would you agree? Yeah, Washington's a great team. But getting back to Kelly Bryant from Buck, I think he should have went to Washington. Kelly Ooh. Bryant fits Washington. Ooh. He fits Washington. So it's going to be weird to see Jacob Eason there. I mean, I think he's going to help elevate the play. But I feel like Kelly Bryant would have been a better prospect at Washington. It would have been wow. awesome seeing him at Washington. Yeah. Uh, that's – that's interesting. That would that would be very interesting to see play out, and um, and even Washington State because Washington State had such a good year last year um, with their quarterback, and um, yeah, that would have been interesting. Um, the other notable transfer, I mean, um, Justin Fields. Justin Fields went from Georgia, another Georgia guy left. Uh, he went from Georgia, which is his. Um, I was kind of surprised a little bit by this in the sense of this was his, I mean, Georgia is 
I mean, he's from Georgia. He wanted to stay in Georgia. He had other uh, offers. Um, he thought he could go and beat Jake Fromm out for the job at Georgia. Um, and in what I saw, kind of never really had a chance when it comes to in, in, uh, in the game. Uh, but Jake Fromm apparently won that job. Um, and, um, I mean, they're both phenomenal quarterbacks. So he's headed to Ohio State. What do you think about that transfer? Um, I thought it was weird, too, initially. Um, I think he's a – Justin Fields is an awesome player. I think he had that play now attitude, and he didn't get the opportunity. A lot of freshmen understand that. When I go to college, I probably have to sit for a while. I mean, I might say the, yeah. a year or so until it's my time. But he's a play now quarterback. And he's going to get the opportunity at Ohio State. What better team to go to than Ohio State? I mean, yeah. This team is always there. I mean, they're going to be yeah. probably in playoffs this year with him because he's definitely as good as Jake Fromm. Um, we haven't got to see him play in totality, but I think eventually he's going to be better than Jake Fromm when it comes to an all-around game. I think yeah. you know, Jake Fromm has a better pocket presence than Fields. but Right now. Yeah, it's, as an all-around player, I think Fields is the better player. So we'll see um, what happens. Maybe, hopefully, they'll meet up in the college playoff. That would be very oh, interesting. Oh, that would be fun to watch. Yeah. How State the headlines Georgia. leading up to that. Yep, How State Georgia. I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, NCAA tried to make that happen. Needs to. <laughs> Just like Oklahoma needs to play Alabama. Oh, yeah. Those sure. need to happen. It, need, it needs to be Oklahoma versus the college playoff. Needs to be Oklahoma versus Alabama, and uh, Ohio State versus Georgia. It'd be great to have it, but we're not because Clemson isn't Clemson's going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when Justin Fields transferred to um, Ohio State, Tar- Tate Martell, that was his time to. He transferred to Miami right after that happened. Very smart decision by Tate because he's yeah. not a plate over Justin. No, not at all. Um, and then, of course, the last notable transfer was Jalen Hurts to Oklahoma. Um, I'm a huge Jalen Hurts fan. I thought he so handled. I. I thought he handled the situation at Alabama like a pro. There's not many, um, you know, 19, 20 year olds that would handle that situation like he did. Um, and I think a lot of times we forget that these that these guys are, I'm not trying to lower the bar for them, but they're, they're kids. And yeah. um, I think we forget when we put them on a big stage like this that we expect them to make these right decisions and, and act appropriately and all this stuff, um, which they should, but at the same time, I think they're still figuring out who they are at yeah. that point in time. And this is interesting, interesting with uh, Jalen Hurts is that um, – I actually watching that st- the national championship. I felt like Nick Saban panicked. I feel like he pulled Jalen way too early to put two in. So that was just my opinion. I just felt like he panicked. Would I- they have won with Jalen Hurts? I believe they would have. I think he Ooh. panicked. I think Nick Saban panicked and put two in, which two was an awesome player and two did great things. But I felt like Jalen was never truly given the opportunity to bring them back in that situation. He was just pulled. Halftime, he's out. There was no chance to recover. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I understand. I mean, they're both phenomenal yeah, they're good, quarterbacks. Right, they're both good. I, so I've always liked Jalen Hurts. I always thought he was going to be a top talent. I think going to Oklahoma with that 
line up front and his 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 assets he has, they're going to be in the discussion. I mean, no doubt they'll be in the discussion. Yeah. Um, and with Jalen Hurts too, and and Tua in that championship game that you were talking about, um, that last throw that Tua had to win the game in overtime, um, that was a defensive mistake by Georgia and it was not a great throw Tua was held up as like the you know that was his calling card for why Nick Saban made the right decision but that was not at all a good throw I agree that was a blown I don't know how Georgia blew that coverage absolutely blown coverage it was it was pretty bad um Jalen like you said Jalen did everything right in his offseason like he could have complained his butt off and I would have. I mean, where it was going, and you guys weren't saying anything to me and tell me what's going on, and I have an opportunity to take my talents elsewhere. It was frustrating that I had to sit all that time. So he did it the right way. He didn't go to the media and just bash. And, you, and if you look at his social media too, they were talking about it um, during the college football playoffs. But his social media page was all on board for Tua. Oh, they're all on board real good for friends. Alabama. All on, I mean, he was. He, there was not even a hint of that. Yeah, so I, I just think he's going to go to Oklahoma, and it's going to be his show. Well, and Jalen came in when when uh, for Tua and had his redemption exactly. too this year, which was awesome to watch. So they're both great. I just want to see what happens at the next level. We'll see how they play at the next level. And it'll be interesting to see, too, how Jalen does at Oklahoma in that system that has produced two – the last two Heisman, um, and it'll be interesting to see how he does in that system compared to Alabama, who Alabama, you know, is supposed to have this great team, great offense, but is it just because they have all the great players? Yeah. Uh, let me say this right here, right now. Anybody that plays running back, receiver, any other position besides quarterback in college football, you're not winning a Heisman. Hang it up. The Heisman will once again be won by our quarterback. The talent of quarterback left here with Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence and Tua and Jay Fromm, there's not going to be any other position. I know the news people are talking about, oh, this is a running back here, and receiver here that can go for the Heisman. Stop. It's going to be a quarterback. <laughs> I, I, I actually totally agree with that. Um, and that leads us right into talking about who's going to win the Heisman then. Uh, so we have, I mean, the top four right now, as I see it, are Tua, um, Trevor, Jalen, and Jake. They're all quarterbacks, right? Yep. So if you had to make a decision right now, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had to make a decision right now, you're calling it right now on the air. Who is your Heisman winner? It's easy for me. I mean, Trevor's awesome. Tua's awesome. I'm going for the three-peat. I'm going wow. for three-peat at Oklahoma. I'm going for the three-peat. I'm going for it. But Texas has a guy down there that's also talented. That's going to be that nobody. He's outside the bubble. But Texas made a statement last year in but, that bowl game. Hey. Jalen Hurts. I, I think it had more to do with uh, the Longhorn going after the, the Bulldog yeah. <laughs> pregame. But we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, Texas, but... I'm, I'm not 
100% ready to say you're back, but you're close. Yeah, I'm just saying the quarterback. I mean, I don't know as a team, but I think they have a top quarterback. But I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Jalen. I mean, I think he's poised to do it. I mean, he's a, he's grinding in the weight room. He's doing everything. I mean, right. He just he's doing his thing. I feel like it's his time. What about you? Uh, you on the spot here. Who do you choose? You know, I, I like Jalen. I, I think that would be a real cool story um, to have three Heismans in a row come out. Of, and I think I would love for that to happen. I think I love Jalen. Um, for me, I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. I mean, that's that's a everybody's pick. So. <laughs> well, it's everybody's pick for a reason. I know, I know. Because I not just because of how ridiculous Trevor Lawrence is, but he has a freshman wide receiver there who was phenomenal last year and really turned it on in the college football playoffs and just everything surrounding them. I have a hard time seeing them not throwing up 40 points every game. Hey, I'm a Notre Dame fan, and what they did to us in the playoffs, Trevor Norris is that guy. So, And you guys had a phenomenal defense last yeah, year. Yeah, and, and he exposed every aspect of it, especially the secondary. <laughs> well, and you already mentioned a guy from that secondary who's in the NFL. Um I mean that secondary was stacked too. So, and to come in and do that as a freshman, crazy. I just think there's another level to his development that we haven't seen yet. I mean, like Super Bowl champion level. If he keeps going at this direction, it's gonna be his career is gonna be amazing. Yeah, for sure. So I yeah I picked Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot again, Coach. Who's winning the college football playoff? Cheer, cheer for oh no today. No, okay. oh hey, gosh. I always root for my team, and I hope so much that they do it. But I can't see anybody beating Clemson. Who's even playing quarterback in Notre Dame? Ian Brooks, same Ian Brooks, same person. He's he's back. If the same guy's back, you don't get a chance. He's good. Whatever. We'll talk about the Irish another day. It's coming. <laughs> but uh, I got Clemson. I mean, Dabo Sweeney is one of the greatest guys you could ever meet. He has that team set up for success in every aspect of the game and on the field, off the field. They just do everything right, and I don't see anybody really stopping that train. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at history, um, Clemson, you know, wins one, Alabama wins Tua on a revenge tour, a healthy. Because let's let's remember he wasn't one hundred percent healthy. Do I think it'll be a repeat of last year, as in teams playing the championship? Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm gonna Absolutely. go the opposite of you. I'm gonna go Alabama's winning this one. <laughs> okay. I mean, just history, you know. A lot of times we don't look back at history to make decisions about the present day, and sometimes we reap the consequences for that. I just think. The, the the torch has been passed. I mean, Nick Saban, you've been great. Wow. Dabble's here. <laughs> I think Dabble's here. It's, it's over, Nick. I mean, it's very tempting to agree with you. Um, but I think Tua is just too good. 
Yeah. But now that Trevor has a one-year experience under his belt, if he did that good with one year... I'm, I'm calling Trevor wins the Heisman, Alabama takes the playoffs. I'm going... Trevor wins the Heisman. Clemson wins. I am so excited for this championship game with Alabama versus Clemson again. But I think I think Alabama is going to pull it out, even though Trevor Lawrence is going to win the Heisman. And, and if anybody thinks that them playing again is boring, you are out of your mind. Oh yes, you're out of your mind. I want to see it again. The rest of I mean, I love college football. I I love watching all the games, but. That Clemson, Alabama, that is like so good for college football, and it's so fun to watch. It's some of the best football you will ever see. Exciting. I like it probably more than I like NFL. College is... 100%, actually. Yeah, college is, to me, is superior over NFL. What it is that these kids, they're looking to go to the next level, but the passion to get there and the grind to get there and the commitment to the process and also... Being a team, I think at NFL level, they've lost the team aspect, right? To be doing everything for the team. There's a lot of individualism in NFL, um, but college is totally team. Is we're together, we're grinding for the same goal. It's just super exciting. They don't, they're not worried about a check. Is it's just awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking about a check and NFL. Um, we transfer over there I actually think the team aspect you were talking about I would agree with you but I think the Bears have a really cool team culture that and is why they're going to win the Super Bowl oh we went there yeah we were going there <laughs> <laughs> I'm fooling it alright I don't think I can go there with you <laughs> why who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl let's, let's get this out here in the open. I I don't think it'll be the Bears because I don't think Mitch is the guy to win a Super Bowl. I know it's an uncommon opinion. I actually hope that he does. Like I want the Bears I'm a Bears fan. Uh, I want him to win the Super Bowl. I just don't think he's that guy. He reminds me too much and I don't think that after a year or two more he, he could develop into the guy. I don't think it's this year. He reminds me, last year he reminded me too much of just a streaky Rex Grossman type quarterback play. I understand that, but let's let's talk about the last time the Bears won a championship. How did they win that championship? Was it because of quarterback? Do you even know the quarterback from that championship team? Yeah, but you, so. You're talking about. You talking about winning the Super Bowl or the, winning the NFC Championship? The Super Bowl. That that Super Bowl it was, championship. It was McMahon. McMahon. He was a good quarterback, but was he a great quarterback? He just only had to do enough. He was surrounded offensively with talent, and he had a solid defense. We're back to that. But he was consistent. That's all Trubisky has to be. Consistent. I'm saying. In my opinion, I see too much inconsistency, too much Rex Grossman in him. Um, now, I think he's more talented than Rex Grossman. We should have said Kyle he's... Orton. <laughs> Kyle Orton. Hey, if the Bears had played Kyle Orton in that Super Bowl, they would have won. 
They played Peyton Manning. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Kyle Orton would have beaten Peyton Manning. <laughs> really? I, he, he took the Bears there. Why not let him? Why Kyle let Orton him? took the Bears to that okay. Super Bowl. <laughs> he managed the game. Yeah, there we go. There. That's all Trubisky has to do. Manage it. But Rex Grossman did not do that. I all agree. Right. I agree. I'm a big fan of Trubinsky in the sense of I want him to succeed. I just don't think this is the year um, that they get over that hump. But maybe it's the year they get over the kicker controversy. I just saw news that they're down to one kicker. Yep, they picked their guy. So, here we go. I think you should have a lot of kickers on that roster. (laughs) You should keep them there. You should at least keep two. Why are we committing to one guy again? I wonder why they didn't get Robbie Gold back. Oh, that would have been genius. I mean, he or, even said or it. pay him the money. Yeah, he even said, pay "I want to come back. Wanted. I want to come back to Chicago." He said it. Why couldn't we have made that happen? Because it's all about the money. They don't want to play pay kickers that kind of money. But then they turn around and pay an unproven. Uh, we won't say his name either. <laughs> um, they pay him 1.4, and he's unproven his first year. I mean, yeah. So, so I don't know what I don't know what Robbie Gold wanted, but apparently he wanted more than 1.4, and they weren't willing to give that to him. He's worth it. I think he's worth a lot more than 1.4. He's he's proven. I mean, but that's a trend in the NFL right now. I mean, it's. Pay those guys as little as possible. There's enough talent out there. You can kind of have an, a revolving door of kickers. And you have a guy for two or three years, and as soon as he wants money, next guy up. Do you think they need, as a unit, they need to demand more? Because, like, at running back, Le'Veon Bell sitting now has created a new trend. Yeah. So do the kickers need to be like, hey, we, we need more. Yeah, I just don't know how much leverage they uh, have. I mean, it's like, should the long snappers come together and be like, hey, we need more? I don't think they have any (laughs) leverage to do that. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. And kickers are weird people, take it from me, so. Yeah, we'll see, though. But I I, I was, um, I mean, I've I've seen um, a lot of the guys that they have on their roster. Um, The Bears came through camp and in person and everything. Um, I've seen them in, in person at combines that I was at, and um, they're all really, really talented kickers. They're all extremely um, unproven. And it's a different thing to kick at a combine in sunny California or in a dome than it is to come to Soldier Field and have to kick with the swirling wind um, yeah. that that's, that new stadium has there. I agree. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I mean, uh, they had they hired um, a, one of my coaches actually uh, that I worked with, um, Jamie Cole, to be their kicking advisor um, for the season. So he's been the one advising them on all these um, kickers that they have in camp and what they should do and who they should bring in. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, he's he's really good at what he does, so I think the Bears, at the end of the day, will make the right decision. So I want to put you on the spot. Um, 
pull back a little bit. NFC North. So you said Trubisky can't lead the Bears to the Super Bowl championship. Can he I'm not lead convinced the... he's going to win the NFC North. Okay, that's where I was getting to. You that... don't think Trubisky can win the NFC North. Now. This year. This, this year. year. Okay. I, I just see. So, as a Bears fan, I'm, I'm, I have nightmares about this guy. And he's, he's up in Green Bay. He's a bad man, and his name is Aaron Rodgers. So, Aaron Rodgers has taken a lot of flack, and he's been trashed, and he's been, you know, on the on the list of who's the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL going into the season. I think I've seen a lot of lists where he's either number five or out of the top five, and in my mind, he's the most talented quarterback that I have ever seen. I agree. Hands down. Um, well, I'm not ever seeing because you know. Well, I've. I'm a jump my What I've been alive, yeah. In my lifetime. Yeah, he is phenomenal, but. I think he's on a revenge tour this year. I think the Packers, if he, I mean, he's just sitting in kind of all this negativity surrounding his name. I think he's going to come out firing. I think he's going to be healthy. And I think that's a scary situation for the Bears. So, I honestly think that the NFC North is going to be tough. I think all four teams are, are kind of pretty solid. But, one thing I think Green Bay lacks is a defense. I think their defense is up to par. Now, Aaron Rodgers can make any defense that he has look good by the points he put up. But I think that lack of a defense might hurt him. Has Aaron Rodgers ever had a good defense? Good point. Uh, I don't think he's ever had a, a great defense, but he has a, he's had a good defense before. I mean, he had uh, A.J. Hawk and um, but those Clay are just Matthews. Names. But, but that defensive set, that group was solid. They weren't great, but they were good. Now he has nothing, right? It's, it's a who's who. Um, I think he can still do a great thing if he with his offense. It's just his defense has to hold up well, for him. Well, and the Packers have had the most rookies the past two seasons out of any NFL team on their roster. Yeah. So now they don't have rookies on their roster. You know, those guys are second-year, third-year guys now. Um, so I just think those guys are going to step up and, and play well. But, well uh, enough. Yeah, but he also has to play the Bears, which they have Khalil Mack, which last year when they played him, Khalil Mack didn't even play the full game, right? Yeah. Or uh, Rokon Smith, right? So now he has to play them at 100%. Full goal. It's going to be tough, really tough for him. Oh, yeah. But If, If the Bears win, it's because Khalil Mack gets to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And takes him out of the game. <laughs> but well, then we don't see him get hurt. Well, we don't want him to get hurt, but I'm just I'm, a little max a beast. I mean, in the first game, Aaron Rodgers came back and smoked him. Like I said, though, without Roquan Smith nor Khalil playing, that was that a gutsy game. like made of legend stuff that he came back. Oh yeah, it was half. it was a good comeback. It was a great comeback. But just think if. Those guys was on the were on the field the entire game. That would have been a massacre. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, his O line also isn't. Hopefully, they're better this year, but they're in a new total, uh, new offense in Green Bay too. So we'll see yeah. how that all. all I think out. I think Cleo Mack will be treated differently this year. Yeah, he's gonna get doubled. I would. So I think it's gonna be can the other guys step up, which I think it's scary because they're so good all the way across the board that if you stop Cleo Mack, you're still gonna get crushed. And what we can say is the top of the NFC North will be between Green Bay and the Bears. Other teams are good, but yeah. don't see them, you know. I mean, Kirk Cousins may come out and I love Kirk Cousins, throw the man. ball all around the field. I love Kirk Cousins, but... Sometimes when you get that it. money, it's hard to keep your play up, though. Yeah, and Stafford, he's, he's, he's done. They need to figure that situation out. You think he's done? Not done as in... Should be out of the league, but I don't think he's a perennial starter in the NFL anymore. Hmm. I think he should be somebody's backup, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, do they have anyone else? No, that's the problem. They paid him all that money. He has to play. Yeah. They can get Eli. <laughs> well, I'm okay with that. The Lions can keep being terrible. Yeah, and... me too. <laughs> Minnesota too, you both can just maybe suck. the maybe the Packers too. will give up on Aaron Rodgers because he's getting older and try to get someone new like they did to Brett Favre. That'd be a, a huge mistake. That would be awesome though, as a Bears fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come to the Bears, Aaron. We'll trade Trubisky for Aaron. That's easy. Would we? You love Mitch so much. I love Mitch, but not more than I love Aaron. <laughs> but Aaron, there's been some talk about him not being a great team player or good for the locker yeah. room. or Yeah. And it can't, you know, can't all be fabricated. Yeah. That's why they have a new coach. Because Aaron. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I hope the Bears never lose a game, so... Although they do have one of the hardest schedules, uh, most difficult schedules in the league this year. So, we'll see. Who do you have if you were to go in the NFL? Who would be your quarterback that you feel like is getting snubbed? Getting people, snubbed. People are, people are kind of, you know, not giving him his dues. Or what he deserves. He's so far down the list, or people are forgetting about him, or not realizing how talented he is. Maybe he's on a bad team, or... Um... I think due to his injuries, and being out the past two years, I think Carson Wentz is really... People are not paying too much attention to Carson Wentz, right? A lot of people still have him... He's high, but he's... He's underlooked as one of the top guys. So you still got the Aaron's, you got the Brady's, yeah. you got those guys. And like Wentz is outside that bubble. I think Wentz is actually talent wise inside that bubble. But since he had those injuries and been out so much and and Foles came in and took over that he isn't getting that true notoriety that he really mm. uh, is a great quarterback. Wow. Like, yeah. That makes sense. I would agree with you. Um, I hope I, he's a great guy. I've met him before. Um, I hope he does well. Um, he's a solid, just solid human being. So um, I hope he does well. I don't know if he will though. That Eagle situation is kind of interesting. Yeah, 
I mean, great coaching staff. They have a lot of talent, but it's like, can you piece it all together? They've um, always been the Eagles. Always been that team where they have like often defensively they they're good. They're just not a complete package. I mean, even when McNabb was there, they were good both on both sides of the ball, but they couldn't put it together. Well, they but, did recently. Yeah. So we'll see. Under Nick Foles. Yeah. He's now in Jacksonville. Do you think Nick Foles will thrive in Jacksonville? No. Nobody can thrive in Jacksonville. Wow. <laughs> I think Jacksonville, they're that team you can hear about. They got the top D line, the end D lineman. They have a great quarterback. But they always start off great and then decline. I don't know if that's a, a coaching thing or a, a atmosphere thing. I don't know what it is, but they always have some decent talent, but never it never turns into anything. Mm. So Falls is great, but you only can be as great as the other 21 players on your team, right? That's just playing on, on the field yeah. all the time. So in the culture of the, the organization, the program, so we'll see what really happens in that aspect. If we see that team not produce with Nick Foles, and we obviously know it's, it's the it's the organization and not the players. Yeah, I agree. Um, my quarterback just I think people forget about how gifted he is and how talented he is. I think a lot of people overlook as being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL is Deshaun Watson. I think uh, I can I can I can agree with that. I think, I think he's... here's why. I think a lot of people think, oh, Deshaun Watson, he's he's all right, he's fine. I put him at like you know, fifteen or eight. I've seen him as low as eighteen um, in quarterback rankings, but he is in my top ten. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He is a freak athlete, a phenomenal quarterback. The IQ, I mean, the way that he started out. I mean, he's the only quarterback in NFL history to lose the first three games of the season and come back and win the next eight. Yeah. Only quarterback in NFL history. And he did it with one of the worst offensive lines. He's always had one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And everyone says, oh, well, he's got Hopkins and, you know, one of the best receivers in the league, top three. Yeah, he's phenomenal, but who else does he have? And Hopkins is getting double teamed. All the time. So, yep. at the end of the day, I think it's... Desha- I mean, Deshaun Watson is a top 10, if not top 5 quarterback in my mind. I agree. I think... I've always thought he is great. Um, he's and, also a Clemson product, right? And he's proven. So. That's my other point. I mean, the guy is proven. If I was going to pick a quarterback, it would not be Mitch Trubisky. It would be Deshaun Watson. Hey, leave Mitch alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. I like Mitch. <laughs> but he's not proven. Well, I agree. What he's did he do proven. in college? Well, Deshaun Watson was tearing. I mean, Nick Saban had two, two times where he had six weeks to prepare for Deshaun Watson, and he could not stop him. Yeah. That yeah. says something. Let me say this about Mitch, though. Let me, let me be honest with the people out there. I was so mad when the Bears picked Mitch. This is I why I bring up Deshaun Watson. Because so mad. 
The Bears should have had Deshaun. If the Bears had picked Deshaun Watson, we'll be the Bears there. would win the Super Bowl last year. We would have been there. I don't I care who agree. was kicking the ball. The Bears would have won it last year I with agree. Deshaun Watson. And at that point when they picked Mitch, I'm like, we need defense. Our defense is terrible. <laughs> let's, let's stack up on defense. Like We grab Mitch. I'm like, are you serious? I was so frustrated because I oh. thought for sure that since Deshaun Watson was available, we would have taken him. But we, I believe in Mitch. I believe in Mitch. I think he's going to do it. You know what? He's, he's turned out to be not as bad of a mistake, but it still cost you a Super Bowl, Chicago. I, I can't At least see one. Where, I can see where you're We'll see this year, maybe two. Yeah. No, we will see this year. Irish and the Bears. I'm excited, though. The Bears are back. They are. The Monsters of the Midway. And we are we are not leaving. We are here. We have arrived. That defense is exciting to watch. If you if if those of you out here think that defense isn't exciting to watch and you just want to see people throw up fifty points every game, this isn't the podcast for you. Yep. And you don't know what football really is. Yeah, you don't. You're not a true fan. <laughs> if you ever played football and you really like football, you'll like you'll love. You'll like good offense. You'll love good defense. Absolutely. Well, um, I think that does it for us today. Uh, we're running out of time, but any last comments you have, uh, Coach? Yeah, just stay excited about the season. Um, comment about how you feel about what's going on. Let us know what you want to hear. And um, we'll try to talk about as much as possible. And yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, the... Our podcast is called Sticky Fingers for a Reason. We're willing to get um, dirty with some of these topics and, and dig in and really go um, with some of these maybe hot topic issues that um, other people aren't talking about. We'll give you our honest opinion on it and, um, you know, would love to have some comments and um, see what you guys want to hear about. All right, sounds good. Hey, have a great week. This is uh, signing out from Sticky Fingers, uh, Sam and Kevin. See you next time. See ya.